cul-de-sac contemplating murder. Swerving with my circus, looking for a purpose. Pseudo clean record hope got Hey, Cantiners, welcome back to What Number Are We Thinking Of? Our favorite number. 69, dudes! <laughs> welcome to episode 69. And, and you know, we're not going to, we're going to try to kind of steer away from politics of this one and just kind of do another BS session because I, I think we kind of need that. Uh, it's been a busy few weeks for the three of us. And uh, Josh, maybe you can tell us about the... Uh, a wonderful opportunity where it landed right in your lap and then you just looked that gift horse in the mouth and said F you to the person who offered it, you know. Maybe we can talk about that. <laughs> Maybe we can talk about the community garage sale we had here at Ransom Canyon. Uh Maybe we'll get a few new listeners. I've been pimping the show pretty hard. I'm wearing my woke hat, so I might be a little bit uh a little bit sensitive this show. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But uh I don't know, man. I, I don't even know where to start. So let's go with let's go with Roger. Let's go with Roger. Roger, what? Well, one, what, I like on the hat, mind? right? I like that because it's not even just the woke. It's it's the color scheme, right? Yeah. It's the whole <laughs> white hat with the black woke, and man, that's pretty that's pretty badass. Oh, there you go in MAGA, lowercase. <laughs> so, so <clears throat> you know, we've been doing some traveling and this and that, and and you know, it's we have this goal. My wife and I we're going to do uh, we're going to hit all the state parks in Arizona, and you know, take our travel trailer out there or whatever, and. I went down to uh, Karchner Caverns, and we did the the standard tour. You know, you go down to Bisbee, and you go down to Tombstone. And one, I see firsthand, you know, what the, the the fallout from the new administration and their policy, where we had the one Border Patrol checkpoint down there. And those that have been down to Huachuca know exactly what we're talking about. It's been there for over 20 years, and it was closed down, man. I was, like, completely shocked. But anyway, so you see that, I'm like, yeah, well, he's probably in Del Rio, Texas, or whatever in the heck. So we drove down to Tombstone, and it's um, the the roads in Tombstone used to be dirt, like right there. Well, that's all quarter minus now, man. So I was like, kind of, they took away from like the whole nostalgia anyway. So we go down there, we do that thing, we eat, you know, have a couple beers, come back, and then of course my wife's like, hey, we need to watch Tombstone. So we pulled up on the Apple TV, we watched Tombstone or whatever, and I think that, like, so this movie came out in 1993. And, and let me ask you, so, so who are the good guys in Tombstone? Like the whole OK Corral, that whole incident, right, back in the 1880s or whatever, who, who are the good guys? It I depends on who you... was supposed to be. This, yeah, it was supposed it to be who White Earp and Doc Holliday, yeah. Right. Yeah. It, but they're not. So I sat here, and I, <laughs> I tell you, I don't know if it's because of the podcast and all the, you know, uh, being, you know, supportive of 2A and you being anti-2A, but it all came up when I was like, wow, I'm like, the Earps were the bad guys. And the Clanton McClowry gang were actually the good guys. Now, I'm not talking about like their past history because they were all shitbags, right? Like even Wyatt Earp, I mean, he had a history of, of robberies and burglaries and this and that and was arrested and all that other stuff. But just to recap a little bit. So you look at, uh, you know, 26 October, 1881, you had the fight at the OK Corral, which I don't think that the fight actually happened in the corral. I think it actually happened in the alley, you know, behind the corral or whatever. But you had the Earp brothers and Doc Holliday, and they fought the uh, you know Clanton McLowry game. And when you look at how all that spun up, how that came to fruition, do you remember what started the what started the friction between the two? I mean, other than they're just you know their personalities. It was Virgil Earp who became a deputy marshal, and he said, "You can't have your guns in town." It's in town. Right. So you either had to go check your guns in at the hotel. At the, I think it was the Grand Hotel or something like that. Or you had to check them at the sheriff's station. And then when you left, then you could pick your guns back up again. So you had the, the Clanton gang that was actually from Tombstone. I think they had a ranch just outside or something like that. And they weren't good people. Right. I mean, they were robbing folks and burglaries and this and that and killing people or whatever. So I'm not saying that like character wise beyond this, that they were great people. But these are some folks that live in town. All of a sudden, the Earps come in, fast forward a little bit, summarizing, and they say, hey, guess what? You can no longer carry guns in town. You know, So basically, Luke's people. Uh, so it said, hey, you can't carry guns in town anymore. The, the Clantons and McClyre are like, hey, screw this, and it all goes down. So I'm sitting here looking at it. I'm like, man, I have been on the wrong side of this for since 1993. I don't know why it happened all of a sudden then, but I was like, man, these guys were just like, hey, my Second Amendment says that I can carry guns here. Uh, you posted a sign saying no, no legislation or anything, right? I mean, he was just a deputy marshal, just came up with, hey, here's the decree. 
And, uh, you know, I've been on the wrong side of that. So I guess I owe yeah, the, so, the, yeah. <laughs> the Clinton McLowry gang uh, yeah. a huge apology. You're like Johnny Ringo, and I'm like Doc Holliday. That's all there is to it. Well, you know, Doc Holliday doesn't kill Johnny Ringo. In the movie, he didn't? In the movie, he does. But in real right. life, he does not. Right. In real life, I didn't think they ever uh, figured out who actually killed Johnny Ringo. They don't. Uh, they've got one guy like Frank Leslie that they think did it, but Doc Holliday was actually in a courtroom uh, in Colorado during that. Like, I forget what day it was that, that Johnny Ringo died, but like he died on the 13th or whatever. And the 12th and the 14th, Doc Holliday was actually in a courtroom up in Colorado. So it's like there was no way he was going to get back, shoot him in the face, and can, then can I ask, roll out. Can I ask Josh a question? Josh, I'm going to ask you a question. Two questions. Have you seen, you've seen both Tombstone and Wyatt Earp, correct? Yes. Acting wise, who do you think did a better job, Dennis Quaid in Wyatt Earp or Doc or uh, Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday? I think I know your answer, but who who was better? I I, I got to go with Val Kilmer. Um, yeah, I you know they say Wyatt Earp was more you know more historically accurate overall uh, throughout all the characters, uh, but uh, Val Kilmer in Tombstone, him playing Doc Holliday, I. Hands down, not even close. Well, I kind of see it like um, the Joker movies. You know, you had the the Dark Knight with Heath Ledger. Great job. Best Joker ever. But the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, it was a kind of a different type of portrayal. And that's how I see Dennis Quaid. I see kind of Val Kilmer as, you know, your Heath Ledger, just outstanding performance. But, man, I just don't take anything away from Dennis Quaid's portrayal, you know, because he, he no. was amazing. Yeah, he was good. Don't get me wrong, you know, but I, if I have to pick one over the other, then I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Val Kilmer, uh, skinny Val Kilmer. Uh, he's <laughs> he's not uh, he's he's not so skinny these days. Did, did you watch the uh, the documentary about him? I think it might be on Amazon or something. No. There's a there's a oh man, there is one on there. Folks, I didn't see it, folks. Yeah. Y'all go watch that man. It's it's re- I thought it was really really good. And yeah, just go watch. I won't ruin it for anybody, but he, he, for years, the guy has, um, documented his own life, you know, his, his, you know, his ups, his downs and all this stuff. You know, he had, uh, some pretty serious health issues. He's documented everything. Mm-hmm. He's actually lost his voice now, uh, completely. And, uh, it's, it's kind of sad, but at the same time, you're like, wow, I had no idea. I had no idea that oh, that's this crazy. was Val Kilmer. It's, it's really good. Just check it yeah. out. He's always, I mean, ever since I think the first movie I ever saw Val Kilmer in was probably the first one most people saw him in was Top Gun. Um, and, I mean, you know, the the Saint was a little hokey. Uh, but, you know, by and large, I you know, Val Kilmer's always been, he's a good actor. You know, I don't think there's uh, any role that he's played that I was just like, this guy is absolutely terrible and shouldn't be on the big screen. Uh, that's sad to hear that, uh, you know, that he's completely lost his voice because he's a good actor from what, you know, from what I've seen from the news, I have to watch the documentary. Uh, what I've seen from the news, you know, he seems to be, you know, a, a fairly decent person from, uh, from what I know. So yeah, it's, uh, that's sad to, sad to hear. But Kevin Costner was a flop in the movie. I didn't care for him at all. It's wired up. I tell right? you, Kevin. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I Kevin Costner, man. I I want to like Kevin Costner, and I, you know, I like Kevin Costner in Dance with Wolves. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, who who doesn't like Dance with Wolves? What a great movie. Uh, but I tell you, know, Kevin Costner, you were like, you know, when he did Wired Herb, you're like, this is absolutely one hundred percent terrible this is atrocious and uh but you know i after watching yellowstone i have a new fa- I, I have a newfound respect for kevin costner uh dude yellowstone's fantastic he is fantastic well, no, it's, the, it's the role though right because he plays like his, just his whole personality is like very stoic it's almost like a, a monotone type disposition you know he's not gonna get overly fired up one way or another and this that and i think with the, the wired Earp, you know when you look at that that whole series or that movie you kind of had to have that because that's what I think when you look at Tombstone and, and the Doc Holliday characters, same thing with like the Joker. I think those are easy characters to play because they don't have to be good. They're bad. Uh, they're a little bit of both, but you have to have a strong central character, right? Your, your focal point. And so I think when you look at 
you know, Wyatt Earp uh, with with um, Kevin Costner. He just, dude, like that's that's your main character right there. And I just thought he was like, just kind of bland. Just <laughs> talking bland. about Dances with Wolves reminds me. That, <laughs> so with Dances with Wolves, it's like that storyline uh, kind of repeated itself in a number of movies. And, and the one that comes to mind is The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Dude, that was just Dances with Wolves with Japanese guys. I mean, that that's it. It was ridiculous. I remember what Paul Mooney said. He's like, freaking really? And I, I won't, I'll, I'll bleep out all his cuss words. So he, Paul Mooney is a comedian, kind of a uh, harsh comedian. And he, he was doing a thing and he said, you know, The Last Samurai starring Tom Cruise, Hollywood's crazy. Hollywood's absolutely crazy. How about we have a movie called The Last Black Man on Earth starring Tom Hanks? Hollywood is crazy. I mean, Tom Cruise as the last samurai in Japan. Come on, man. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I'm with you guys with uh, Kevin Costner. I still haven't watched Yellowstone because I have to subscribe to some channel or something. I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm too cheap. I think I'm going to get rid of my Disney subscription because that's just been flat, man. That just hadn't been anything come out. And I, I think, you know, HBO axed their thing with Amazon, which was upsetting to me. Because I, I, was, I like to watch The Sopranos while I cook. It's strange. And now I've got to subscribe Cooking to spaghetti, HBO Max. Pasta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Calzones. Calzones. <laughs> so, so racist. Hey, man. I'm, I'm appropriating culture is what I'm doing. You know, I'm white. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have Apple TV? No, I do not. Dude, that's the way to go, man. I tell you with a lot of... And we still have like Netflix and Hulu and all that other stuff, but like... The Apple TV original series that are, that are coming out, yeah, they're fantastic. I mean, they are fantastic. And it's kind of crazy because you don't see it advertised anywhere. Like, I think at the very beginning when Apple TV first came out, we're talking about the video streaming service, there were some, you know, they had a couple plays here and there. But they've got some big-time actors, uh, and they've got some really they, – they're kind of going the, the Netflix model when they came out with the Netflix, you know, original series or original movies or whatever. That's kind of what they're doing, and it's almost like – I get this feeling that they're – kind of building up their library and then there's going to be this huge marketing push kind of like you know <laughs> c3 podcasts where before we get on facebook it's like hey maybe we get like 30 or 40 uh episodes in so we can actually have folks that go back and want to binge listen or binge watch or whatever so i have yeah. seen roger i have seen a lot of those uh advertisements for some of the tv shows on you know i'm like oh this tv show looks cool you know and then it, it at the end it says apple plus Apple TV Plus or whatever. So, so have you watched any of those TV shows? Are they any good? Because they look yeah. good, the, the trailers do. So right now, the big ones we're watching is is the uh, series called C. They're in, in season two. Fantastic. My wife watched it, uh, I think, last year when season one came out. And she just begged me. And I'm not a, I can't remember the guy's name. The dude that plays uh, 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 the husband in Game of Thrones, the the one dude that dies early, uh, Khaleesi's husband. Oh, uh, no. Khal- uh, <clears throat> Uh, uh, Wait, Cal Drogo. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah. yeah. So that whoever that dude is, uh, he ends up. He's the lead character of this thing, and it's about a whole civilization that's blind. They're born blind, right? The world is blind. But anyway, you can kind of take it from there. Yeah, Jason Momoa. So he's like the lead uh, in that thing. Fantastic. I started watching. Like, wow. Next thing you know, you're through season one, and we're burning through season two. Uh, the morning show, fantastic. Uh, it's got uh, Jennifer Aniston in it and a couple other big name characters, and they really talk about the whole, you know, the sexual harassment, sexual assault scene, and, and like uh, as far as with the Today Show and all that other stuff, and, and on you know network television, uh, they kind of go into uh, their own little hey, we're the you know whatever channel. I think they're supposed to be like NBC or something like that, but we've watched a couple of them. And I think the one that we haven't hit yet, Ted Lasso, is supposed to be fantastic. Uh, but I haven't moved on to that yet. But yeah, dude, if you haven't, if you don't have Apple TV, find somebody that's got a subscription and watch it. It's it's pretty good. Aw, shit, Josh. Aw, oh. shit. Oh, Josh. Roger. We'll go to Josh with this one. Who does Florida State play today? Uh, I can't remember. They played, uh, they actually won their first game of the year last weekend against Syracuse. But I can't, I can't remember who they, they played play, today. They played. 
They play North Carolina today. What do you think? Oh, that's right. They play North Carolina. They will, oh, dude, I don't know, man. It, it, honestly, <laughs> it, it depends on which Florida State shows up. Like, you know, last weekend against Syracuse, they played Syracuse decent all game. They didn't make a lot of stupid penalties. And then, you know, they won it in the last, you know, couple of seconds with, uh, with a field goal. Uh, but, yeah, it just it depends on which Florida State shows up. Uh, they they have the talent to beat UNC hands down. It's just being consistent. You know, a lot of people are beating up Mike Norval, the head coach. Which again, man, you you know, Florida State, you've got two seasons uh, generally as a new coach, and if you don't win in those two seasons, if you don't at least have a you know either an even record or a winning record, you're going to be gone. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day. You can't coach, you know, it's not the coach's fault when receivers are dropping passes, when the quarterback's overthrowing receivers, when the running back, you know, are fumbling the ball or, when, you know, you just can't like it, you know, at a certain point, hey, man, that's, that's on the players to execute. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know if Roger wants to put a, uh, put a friendly wager on the game. Oh, I'm good with it. We're, we're 17 and a half point favorites. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys ranked? Uh, I don't think you guys are either. <laughs> I know, I know, we're not ranked. I was asking if you were ranked, but 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 good on, way dude, to we're good, not, good, good, good way to say we're not ranked. Uh, good, come on, good dude. way to say we suck when, too. When was the last time we've been ranked? Well, I think y'all were ranked this year, weren't you? Well, I mean, like like you yeah. know, you get in your. I'm talking like your top five, right? Oh, I mean, I don't care. College football. Yeah. I mean, top it, twenty-five. Dis- no, but it's different because the disparity in, in, no, in college foot. Anyway. <laughs> So when you're watching college basketball, right, and you have a team that's a top five, like you could be number three in the nation and you're playing the number 18 team, dude, it's going to be a good game. Like I know the odds are going to be in the favor of the number three, top three team or whatever, but like it's going to be close and it's probably going to come down to the wire. College football is not like that. Like, you know, if you're the number three ranked team and you're playing number seven, you're probably going to win by 40. You know, the way the odds break out. And so that, oh, whatever. Did you shake your head? You're so full of shit. You, you, you obviously didn't. You, abi- you obviously did not watch go ahead, the Florida go ahead, and Jen Alabama Saki. game. Go ahead, Jen Saki, and cherry pick your one game. I mean, it's, it's not my fault you don't know what you're talking about. You, you obviously did not watch the Florida Gators play Alabama at the beginning of the season. They weren't even close. But yet, it, dude, certain games, certain games – it doesn't matter who's ranked what. It's going to be a good, close game. No, you're, you dude, you're absolutely right. you got your rivalries and this and that. Yeah, but I'm saying generally across the board, the, the disparity But when you look at college basketball between college football, it is a lot different. I mean, generally speaking, I think in college basketball, when you look at your top 25 teams, it's going to be probably a pretty close game, and football just doesn't tend to be that way. Yeah, there, yeah, zero reason for uh, number 21 Texas to be up on number six ranked Oklahoma right now, 28 to there 17. Yeah, cherry pick, cherry pick one yeah, game. Generally, I, right. I'm just, dude, I'm just but, reading down the scoreboard. So, so are you, so are you saying, game. so I guess, so take a stance on it, Josh. So are you saying that the college football games are, you know, your top, your, your competitions between your top 25 are just as close as college basketball in the top 25? Is that your position? No, because according to you, that you're not ranked unless you're, you're one <laughs> through five. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because college football, nobody cares. And it, does it matter in college football if you're if you're outside the top five? Number seventeen, Mississippi's up on number thirteen, Arkansas, right now. So, but I'm, cher- so but I'm you, only cherry picking a game or two. So, are you taking a stance then? Am I taking a stance that all games in college football are the same as basketball? No, because they're two different sports, and you're comparing apples and oranges. So, if there was a college football playoff, Josh, would you think <laughs> it, it ideally should it be sixteen teams? I think it should be. I do too. I mean, but yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but I still, I'm going to meet Roger kind of halfway on this one because it's like the 16th ranked team is just, is not going to go to the top I, at all. They're not going to, they're not going to get out of, you know, especially if they do it, ah, dude, it, I just don't think it would work because the, the 10 through 16 really truly don't belong there. Whereas in college basketball, like if you look at who actually wins the national championship, it's, I don't know, I may be wrong on this one, Roger, but I would want to say it's very rarely the number one ranked team at the end of the season going into the tournament. Well, you look at it this way, you know how many times all four number one seeds have made it to the final four? I don't think it's been I any. I don't know. I think it's zero. Yeah. It might be one, but I think it's zero. I, 
I don't think to say, you know, 10 through 16 don't belong there. Uh, it's, you know, I, any given Saturday, right? Uh, it just, again, man, it depends on what team shows up. And it depends on it, it. It depends on the day. There are teams that are a different caliber than some others, but man, when you're talking college football, you know, yeah, if you're, you know, if Alabama is going to come in and play, you know, TCU, yeah, TCU is probably not going to beat Alabama uh, or you know a Clemson. They're not going to beat 2013 Florida State. But dude, to say that you know 10 through 16. Don't belong there. It no. I think it needs to be sixteen well, they, teams. I, yeah. If they are going to do the playoff thing, it needs to be sixteen teams, and they need to be. They just need to be done with it. Either that, or hey, man, whoever's number. If you're not going to do that, then hey, whoever's number one, you know, the the weekend of the last game. Hey, all right, you're going to the championship, and that's and that's that. Number one and two, so you how, go how play about, for the. That's it. When I say they they don't belong, I'm I'm saying the 16th ranked team like right now is Kentucky, and and college football, and it's like when I say they don't belong, I'm saying there is no way Kentucky will, is ever going to beat Alabama. This just not or or even Cincinnati. This is not going to happen. Uh, I, I mean, I guess it could you know you could have your fluke whatever, but I, I don't know. But the 16th team ranked team in college basketball taking on number one i give it more of a shot i guess i don't know but that's because basketball that's because basketball is easier and it's really not a real sport (laughs) (laughs) i just you know well and i think a lot of that applies to your we're talking about your top five right because i think when you look bottom line is this if i had a million dollars that i had to bet uh, and I had to choose between betting, you know, a, a top five team playing whoever in college basketball and a top five team playing whoever in, in college football. I'm betting on the college football game. Uh, you know, I'm doing it every single time because chances are I'm going to get my money back on a, on a top, you know, five team in college football versus uh, college basketball. That's my point. Yeah. Well, Notre Dame would like a word with you. So who would you bet on then? Would you bet on the football or the basketball team? You had a million dollars. You had to bet it. Top five. I don't bet. Scared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't gamble, man. I don't make enough. I don't. Hey, man. I don't. I don't make that big money. I don't. I don't make enough to gamble. You don't gamble at all. No. I. You know. Yeah, we you went do. to. You, you, we sent, went to you Vegas. sent Roger twenty-one dollars. You sent Roger twenty-one dollars to buy ah, some lottery tickets. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I got by, peer pressure. By the, by the way, I got guys. Peer pressured into that. <laughs> by the way, guys, we didn't win. <laughs> well, you're damn straight. We didn't win because I'm still working. Um, well, no. If we would have won, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, yeah. man, who's starting this podcast? Where'd he go? <laughs> oh, that's shitty. See, we'd be up if in I our won, studio up in Montana is where we'd be. See, if I won, man, dude, C3, it'd, dude, it'd be worldwide known next day. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's, uh, but I see, I see how you are. Not and then my minute. wife was like, do we need to tell the fellows that, that we lost? I'm like, no, they already know. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, I didn't hear, when we didn't hear from Roger, it got kind of quiet. Roger, <laughs> The next morning, Roger, it was like we usually hear from Roger a specific time. We didn't hear from him. An hour went by, two hours, and I start messaging Josh. It's like... Dude, we might have won, or Roger <laughs> might have won. <laughs> Rogers, yeah, yeah, like Rogers been in Cabo for hours by now, not coming back. Pulling He's up got McAfee, all the loot. man. He's, yeah, he'd be down there living like what was his name, Steve McAfee. Uh, that dude. <laughs> yeah. I can see Roger totally doing something like that down yep. in down in Belize, man, starting his own his own thing and. We're trying to hire hitmen to go kill him. Yep. He took our money. Roger's down there. He grows his Jesse Ventura out. He gets that power donut with long, you know, long hair bald on top going on. And, uh, and, and Lisa, yeah. So, you know, when we went to uh, Vegas, well, it, when Roger and I went to Vegas, Luke wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> you know, he set aside, all right, man, here's my 150 bucks. You know, this is our gambling money for the week. And, you know, that's it. But that was a, that was a special occasion by and large, man. I don't, I don't bet entertainment value man and now you can do it from your phone i don't know how i yeah. feel about that so like arizona anyway we just passed the law i think it went into effect like three weeks ago you know i think it actually coincided with the start of the nfl season so good on them man but you know they got to now so it's like ngm and all the you know your big uh you know vegas uh casinos 
you can bet on your on your iPhone through their app. I'm not really sure how I feel about that. Dude, that's why. What do you mean? I don't. I mean, like I get it. It's like hey, people's individual responsibilities and this and that. But it's like, man, that's just. Uh, Dude, I think you're going down a road here where you're just asking. Well, I mean, one, they need money, right? The state wants more money, and this is a great way to get it. But it's like, dude, you're going to put a lot of people – because it's highly addictive. Okay, and again, I don't know what side of the aisle I fall on this because, again, at the same time, I'm like, well, hey, I'm a grown man. If I want to gamble my paycheck, that's up to me or whatever. But you're talking about something that's extremely addictive, and, it, and it's just – I think there may be more bad that comes out of this than, than good. Yeah, when it comes to addictive substances or behaviors, Roger is pretty much akin to Pol Pot, Mao, uh, Stalin. You can have all the guns you want because they're not addictive. But a drug or um, gambling, you know, I think social media is, is not as addictive as gambling. But I think we discussed this. They use, they use the same uh, no, you're uh, absolutely right. tech and the same behavioral analysis and stuff where you – you know, you're scrolling, you're scrolling, you're scrolling. It's like, oh, I've seen this story before. You go to the top and pull down. What else do you pull down in the casino? And you get, an, you, you get uh, the way it's been explained to me with, with gambling is it's based on a reward system to where serotonin is released in your brain. And the most effective way, you can't be rewarded every time you don't get the same serotonin um, release in the brain. But uh, if it's random, if it's completely random, it's way more addictive. Uh, so, you know, that, that's in Vegas, they, they know what they're doing. As you guys know, man, they really know what they're doing. Multi-billion dollar a year industry. They get people hooked, man. It's what they do. Brain science, that, man. Brain that one arm, that one arm bandit, man, that one arm bandit, you never know. You see, not here in North Carolina, uh, but you know, in states that allow gambling, you, know, you see them, dude, there's like, there, there might be a one arm bandit in a gas station. Hey, you see people going in there to, you know, Get their slushy and uh, and they be like, oh, let me put a couple bucks in here real quick, you know, just just see what happens. And you're like, don't do it, don't do it, man. Uh, <laughs> like, take that money, put it in your four hundred one k. Take that money and you know, put it somewhere else. So don't Texas, you know, uh, casino gambling is not legal in Texas, um, but there is a Texas lottery. Uh, you can, I think you can gamble online with, you know, your Bodog or your, you know, DraftKings and stuff like that. But what I've, what I've learned uh, since being here is that there is no gaming commission in Texas. And there's a lot of immigrant communities here who just kind of set up their own little gambling it's, uh, places. So since there's not a statewide uh, gaming commission, it, it's the local police that have to enforce that and they just don't have time. Which is which is interesting. I, I thought that was really interesting. So there's a lot of illegal, you know, gaming rooms across Texas. It's very interesting. But uh, that reminds me, uh, up in Amarillo, I was looking. I don't want to get too political, so I'll, I'll kick it back to you, Josh, to see what you think about this. But I was I was online the other day. I was I was looking um, at kind of the structure of the police force in, in Amarillo. You know, like you know, and I happened across a line and block chart that outlined the uh, government structure for the city of Amarillo. You know, so you have your mayor and it, that branches down to city council, down to city manager, you know, over to police. You know, it's a line and block chart flowing down. But, and this is what really got me, and I was like, that kicks ass. At the very top, the very top block of who's in charge, like who's running the city, the citizens. Citizens of Amarillo, Texas, number one, and then everything goes down from there. And it's like, that is awesome. It's you know, It's like, oh, yeah, I mean, right? That, that's, how it, that's how it is. That's how it's supposed to be. But I don't know. I mean, you think that, 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 uh, you think that most people understand, Josh, that, that they're in charge? I mean, you know, don't you think it would be a good idea to you know, market it like that? I think it would be a fantastic idea to market it like that. And I'm glad to hear that Amarillo gets it, you know, and, but it, that right there makes me want to move there. Uh, tell, you know, tell, tell, tell your, tell your people there that I'm going to come be their neighbor, whether they like it or not, <laughs> they probably won't, but yeah, no, it should be marketed like that. Uh, you know, and it, it is marketed like that for, you know, for certain folks, you know, certain groups, we understand it. A lot of, you know, I'd say some other people understand it, but it, you know, it drives me nuts when you hear folks talk about, you know, well, 
I can't because so-and-so is in charge. Like, no, you're in charge, you know, and it's people, uh, you know, and again, we don't want to get in politics on this one, but, you know, people can, like right now, you know, people are complaining about, you know, the debt ceiling and people are complaining about, you know, the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill. And, you know, people are like, I can't believe, you know, McConnell caved or I can't believe so-and-so didn't do this. And I can't believe so. It's like, well, they've been doing that for decades. And guess what? You kept, yep. you, you keep voting for them. You have the power to make that stop. You have the power to, to get them out of positions. So they can't do that anymore. But people don't, people, they just don't, look at it that way and that and that drives me nuts no it's like the uh and we, and we failed to do shout outs at the very beginning i just wanted to give a shout out to brandon real quick because uh, apparently he's doing a great job as uh you know uh stadiums are across the country chant uh let's go brandon <laughs> let's <know>? go brandon <laughs> 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 on, on a weekly basis I, I you know i didn't see it initially so we had to give a, a shout out to that i think she was a female reporter uh, they were, you know, chanting, you know, FJB basically. And she's like, yeah. And you know, everybody's fired up here. They're chanting, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? You know, that, that, that's yeah. not what they're saying, but no, that's not it's, what uh, saying at all. no, you're absolutely right, man. And it, it is good to see. It, it's like what you're seeing going on with all the school boards and stuff now. And, uh, you know, I pulled some of this off Fox news. They were talking about the other day and they're like, Hey, you know, when you look at the government, especially with the, the current administration. And, and again, it's not, a, it's a, not a, a Democrat, Republican thing or whatever, but people, you can see it. People are getting fed up. And, you know, you're starting to get the parents to get, that are getting fed up because we talked about like with the vaccine mandates and this and that with kids or whatever. There's one thing when like, okay, you're, you're impacting my freedom, yada, yada, yada. Once you start messing with people's kids, it's a different ballgame, right? Because I, I like to think that most parents, I mean, uh, they go through hell and high water for their kids and, and probably murder somebody, you know, to protect their own kids. And, and it's kind of weird because people will allow their own freedoms to be infringed upon. But, hey, you start messing with my kids, uh, it, it's a totally different ballgame. And, you know, I don't know that that's a fight that the, you know, the government really wants to pick right now, uh, you know, with, with everything going on. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I think they're going to pick it anyway. But, yeah, you know, I mean, there's a lot of parents out there. And, uh, you know, I like to think that I'm one of them. I know you and you know, you and Luke are definitely, definitely some of them who's like, hey, I'll sacrifice so my kids don't have to. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. I mean, we would, you know, we'd, we'd die for our kids uh, happily, you know, if it meant that they get to live and, you know, live a better life. I, I, I Unfortunately, though, I, I think the government is going to try and pick, uh, pick this fight. But, you know... Yeah, I don't want to go too far down the uh, the politics rabbit hole while uh, Luke goes to. Uh, <laughs> but they're hurting themselves, right? Or something. I mean, they're hurting themselves. Like we got a call the other day, and it was just a random robocall from our local school district. And like, hey, do you want to support this bond? I'm like, f no. That was like literally the first words out of my mouth. She's like, excuse me. I'm like, no. You know, after all that stuff that's been going on, walking out on the kids and this and that, I'm like, no, I'm not giving you another dollar. No, I, you know, I don't know what it is, but even some of this, you know, some of the schools here, it's, Hey, we need more money. We need this. We need that. And it's like, okay. And so we, you know, we used to, we, when we were in Maryland, we were very involved in our PTA and, you know, it, I got, I didn't get, I didn't get asked not to be part of the PTA, but there were some people who didn't <laughs> like that I was, no, I was part of the PTA. Hey, the, because, the next meeting is Wednesday at 1800. You don't have to be there, but you know. Right. It's like on uh, Happy Gilmore. Hey, meet us on the ninth green at 10 o'clock. <laughs> you know, you show up, you're like, well, there's no one, there's no one here. No. So, you know, they, they, they started talking. They were like, Hey, we're going to cut, you know, this activity. We're going to cut art class or we're going to cut you know, we're going to cut music class or, you know, stuff like this. And then they would be like, Hey, uh, here's the budget, you know, for this year. And so, you know, they would, they would, you know, it was public information. Here's the school budget. And I would go, you know, buy line item and look, and they were set aside like thousands and thousands of dollars for teacher appreciation. They were setting aside, you know, a thousand dollars for an ice cream social, you know, for the teachers and stuff like that. And I'm like, hold up. I'm like, we're cutting educational classes for kids and we're putting money so you can have an ice cream social one day for the teachers? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
and people are like, oh, we got to, you know, we got to thank the teacher. This goes back to our episode, you know, of, uh, <laughs> of our, of our rants. Uh, you know, people are like, oh, we have to thank the teachers. And, you know, they, hey, you know what? I thank the teachers every payday. I thank the teachers when yep. I send my child to school with their own school supplies so the teacher doesn't have to buy for them. That's how I, th- I, I thank the teachers. I thank the teachers at the end of the year by giving them, you know, a case of wine. Like that's that's how I think the teachers. Like I'm I not, leave for two minutes. I leave for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's Roger change subjects real quick. So, let's, let's change okay, subjects real quick because I, I'm really curious on this thing because I never got a, a. He posted something and to our chat and he never came back. So so Josh, you're doing this like 75 day Ironman whatever. Tell us about this. What's going on with that? So it's called 75 hard and, uh, it's not a, it's, so it's not a physical challenge. It's not a weight loss challenge or anything like that. It's a, it's a mental challenge. <laughs> and, uh, so I got, uh, so the wife, you know, so I woke up one morning and, and the wife's like, Hey, by the way, I, uh, you know, I dedicated last night, I dedicated myself to doing this and, uh, you want to, you want to do it with me? You know, it was like, <laughs> sure, of course, uh, baby, of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so, you know, at first it was like, okay, yeah, you're doing it. I'll do it. But I, so I, you know, I'm six days into it and it's actually pretty legit. And so it's, you know, it's a number of things that you have to do every day. There's zero excuses or zero deviation. And, and those things are, you got to do two 45 minute workouts. You pick the workout. It can be going for a 45 minute walk. Uh, the only stipulation is that one of the workouts has to be outside. You can't open up your garage door and do your you know workout in your garage. Or that doesn't cold. count. Then you better bundle up. <laughs> uh, if it's raining, like dude, it was raining here this morning. I put on a rain jacket and I grabbed my umbrella and I went on a forty-five minute walk this morning around my neighborhood for my uh, for my first workout. So you got to do two forty-five minute workouts. One of them has to be outside. You have to commit to a diet, whatever diet you want to. You can, you know, it's like, hey, I'm cutting out fast food. I'm cutting out, you know, whatever. So for me, I was like, no fast food, no dairy, no desserts, no junk food. And you've got to to watch the dairy thing, man. You got to watch the dairy thing, because I think that's kind of one of those that like, if your body doesn't constantly process like right now, because I because the whole, you know, thing I've been on the last couple of years, dude. I drink a, like I haven't had a glass of milk probably in two years because I'd probably poo myself. I mean, like I think that's one of those things because of the cultures and stuff that like if you don't have some type of feed of that every day, every couple of days, like you almost become lactose intolerant. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's just you know. Yeah. So I switched over to uh, switched over to almond milk, and I dude, honestly, I can't taste the I can't taste the difference, and it's fine. Are you making your own almond yeah. milk? No, I'm not making my own almond milk like you do. Uh, you should, dude. Way better. Yeah. And it's cheaper. Maybe one day when I work from home, I'll have time to uh, make my own almond milk and roast my own coffee beans and, you know, shit. Right now, I'm still buying my coffee beans already Press ground. Tofu. Press yeah. tofu. Don't forget pressed tofu. Hey, so I do have some. Uh, I do have some tofu that I'm going to throw in the air fryer. I'm going to press it and throw in the air fryer later today, so I can meal prep for the week. Um, so, so I will do that. Uh, you know, as Randy Travis said, I'm a better class of loser because I I still buy my coffee beans already ground. But anyway, so well, you got to do those. You got which got Luke. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, you, you brought that up and I was like, oh, God, is this like Jenny Craig or uh, Nutrisystem or Deal a Meal? I was like, what is this, you know? And <laughs> I, I, I typed it in to Google. <laughs> you know, I typed it into Google and found out what it is, but I, I kept pretending to Josh that I was like, well, I, I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> he so, took the picture of Dan Marino, you know. Look yeah. at me. <laughs> Put down the pie. But anyway, when I when I typed it into Google, uh, a bunch of stuff popped up, and I'm not in the habit of uh, you know, steering our audience to another podcast, but uh, the guys we mentioned uh, a couple of podcasts ago, or I mentioned it to you guys, uh, the Keep Your Powder Dry, it's a couple of sheriff's deputies up in Amarillo that we'll have on the show one day. They did a whole show about it, or at least a third of a show. Oh, and, really? that, and they put it out a couple of days ago. So it, this is one of those things where it's like, Josh, do you think that if your wife hadn't uh, hadn't told you about it, you 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 
you would have, you would have been like me. It's like, I don't know what this is, but the rest of the United States, you know, it's probably a hundred million people, 150 who know what it is. I mean, I guess I'm just getting behind the times, you know, I, I'm just not dude, pop culture enough. I had no, dude, I had never heard of it until she mentioned it to me. I was like, well, what fin- is this? Finish the rest of it. Cause you didn't finish so, the rest of the, the challenge. Yeah. All right. So your two workouts, one of them has to be outside. Your, you know, you got to commit to a diet, commit to a workout. You have to read 10 pages of any self-help book. Doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it has to be an actual book. It can't be an audio book. It can't be on your Kindle. It has to be a book you hold in your hand. See, I've already read The Black Hand. I've already read that one. Um, yeah, bring it on. Read that one. Uh, Roger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Roger didn't uh, Roger didn't read our book, though. Anyway. I've got so every single book to, here. So about? it has to be a, it has to be a self help book, you know. So something anywhere, you know, the simple art art of not giving an F. That's a self help book, right? So read ten pages, and you ha- you have to drink a gallon of water a day. There's and no water flavoring, none whatsoever. There's no alcohol. Period. Not even a not even a drop, and no cheat meals, zero cheat meals. There is no rest day. <laughs> Um, and so if you, if you miss any one of those, you start over at day one and you could, there's no deviation from those rules, none whatsoever. You can't, you know, if you exercise and your, you know, your workout, cool down, everything takes you to 44 minutes and you don't complete that last minute, you start over at day one. So you're going to go 75 days with no alcohol, 75 days with no alcohol, uh, so, you know, what's, it's, what's the over under on that, Roger? What's the over under? <laughs> no, that you know, it's it's not been you know again six days in and six days. It's like, dude, I can do six days of you know drinking a gallon of water a day. I can do six days, you know, of of working out. Um, what really, I, I think, what the the hardest thing is has been you know just in those six days is the two 45 minute workouts. One's easy because I get up in the morning before everybody else. Right. And so I can go, I can go crush 45 minutes, you know, doing whatever fairly easy. It's that doing that, going to work, then getting home, kids got homework, you know, dinner's got to get, you know, dinners, you know, and, and, you know, of course, you know, the wife's here, but, you know, so for us to, you know, get that second workout, cause you're always looking at that time after dinner. It's like, okay, it's my time for the day. It's like, dude, I got to go take 45 minutes. And you know, that's already taken up, you know, by going and doing, doing the second workout. And I can see where that would be, you know, it's going to get difficult, you know, de- depending upon how your schedule is and everything. And, and the workouts can't be consecutive. You can't roll from 45 minutes straight into your, your second workout. They have to be split apart. And the sole reason just to make it inconvenient for you. And again, it goes back. So the guy who started it, got his name is Andy Frizzella. And, you know, I'll plug his podcast just once here. Um, his podcast, Real AF. It's a legit podcast. And he's a, he's a like-minded thinker. He's, you know, very conservative. But he breaks down, you know, where he came from. And then you know, where he's at now, he's a multimillionaire now. And a lot of it was through, you know, he, he credits it to, to the mental toughness. And so, you know, he's like, whenever I'm feeling like I'm slipping, he's like, I do 75 days, you know, they say it's take what, 21 days, you know, to create a habit. He's like, no, he's like 75 days. And, uh, and it first came to him. He had 75 days to get to 10% body fat or less, or he had to pay out like 250K uh, for, to somebody for a bet. And so he was, this is where it's kind of started. He was like, well, it's 75 days because I had 75 days to, you know, get to 10% or under. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's nice because it's one of those things. It's like, I can choose my own workouts. I'm not stuck. Somebody else is not saying, hey, here's your diet, here's your workout, stuff like that. Like, I can. I can pick that myself. Um, but you also have a day job. I mean, that's what makes it tough. You know, yeah. It's like, yeah, you can yeah. do it in the morning, and then you go to work all day, and then you come home, you got to do the family yeah. thing, and then, you. oh, by the way, I still owe 45 more minutes. Yeah. And, you know, and it's one of those, man, I would love to, 45 minutes, I would love to sleep for an extra 45 minutes. Uh, but, you know, this is like, okay, I got to get up, and I have to, I have to get moving. And I've noticed that. Dude, once I'm done with those 45 minutes, now the kids are starting to get up and get ready for school and stuff like that. Dude, by the pound, by the time I, you know, 
did that first 45 minutes and uh and pounded some water down and then get my coffee and break dude like i am awake i definitely feel a change in my energy level like i am awake and ready to go uh do you still go to bed at 6 30 every night or yeah, don't get it twisted, man. It's still old time. It'll be a bedtime <laughs> at seven o'clock. <laughs> now so, you know. A, sorry, go ahead, Luke. I, I just I I don't think that this would would uh, uh, work into the forty five minutes and forty five minutes thing. But uh, I, I have a buddy who is down at the embassy in El Salvador, and he he we were just emailing back and forth, and he said he's dedicated himself in the morning to drinking a gallon of water just in the morning. Like, and Ooh. he tries to do it before 10 o'clock and he, he has a, and it, it works because he has a hard time, you know, finding time to work out. So what he does is he tries as hard as he can to drink, you know, that gallon within about three hours. And then when that water starts working its way through his system, he has a deal where every, every time he goes to the bathroom, before he sits down at his desk, he knocks out a big set of pushups. So that knocks out like over the course of the morning, he'll do like six sets of pushups and he's flushed his body with almost a gallon of water. So I don't know. I, I thought, well, that's a pretty good idea. But, you know, this, this thing about getting into a habit, you know, it's tough at first. But, man, once you get into that habit, it's, it's not tough anymore. That's just your life. So, yeah, it's all about yeah. getting into that habit. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've been so far, I've enjoyed it. And it's, you know, again, it's easy to be like, oh, it's only six days, you know, and, you know, it's hard. Like, the, I think when, it, when I think when you get into the 30 days and the 40 days, I think that's when it's going to be like, Oh God, I want this to end. Like I, I don't know though. To, I mean, you I get. I mean, to, to me, over. it's like your first few days. It's like with anything else, right? First few days, you're all motivated, like yeah, you know, rocking and rolling. Once you get to that, like that ten day mark, like you have to get from ten to like twenty one, right? That's where you have that. Man, I'm tired of doing this shit. You know, I got busy things going on. It's a weekend. I want to go have a drink. Da 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 da. Plus, the weather's getting nice back there. You want to sit out back with a fire, and you know. It, it's what's I, and I think once you get beyond that 21 or whatever that 20, 21, 22 days or something like that, I, I would imagine at that point you're probably like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty set. Uh, the habit's been established and I'm rocking and rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see. I, I you know, I like it. I've already seen some change, you know, not only physically, but mentally as well. So we'll, uh, now I know you think we'll, you're we'll slick. See what happens. <laughs> I know you think you're slick. So I, as you're reading off, you know, the criteria for the, <laughs> For the 75 hard program, you you left off like <laughs> the most important one. So I just pulled this up. It's on uh, whatever. Uh, so you've got to do two 45-minute <laughs> workouts a day, one of which must be outside. Follow a healthy diet with zero alcohol or cheat days, which, dude, if you do that, I mean, just that by itself, like the 75 days of no alcohol, that, that to me, that would be the hardest one. Drink one gallon of water a day. Uh, read ten pages uh, a day of a nonfiction book. If you fail, you must start over again at day one. And then, oddly enough, there's this one other bullet that has uh, <laughs> you must take um, a progress picture selfie. every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, dude. I forgot that one. I forgot that one. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm assuming that you're going to add that to the chat, our, our daily chat, your 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 selfie. Yeah. No. <laughs> maybe 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 I'll add it here in about uh, three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be in his parka and his Gore-Tex and that's, that's his selfie every day. He'll look like, uh, dude, what's his say? Hey. Cartman from South park. <laughs> dude, I ain't going to lie. You know what? And they, you know, they talk about it, you know, there's like, Hey, it's, it's really, it's more of a mental challenge than it is a physical challenge The you know, the physical improvement is just a byproduct of it. Uh, dude, when I took that day one selfie and, you know, in the mirror, in the big mirror with no, uh, with no shirt on, I was, dude, that alone was enough of a mental motivator to be like, <laughs> get, be like, you disgusting piece <laughs> of shit. Like, you, like, how did this, and you, you, you look at it and you're like, how did this happen? It's like, you just, you know, I, dude, I got into, you know, after Luke, even after Luke and I did that, you know, that, that quick competition, it was, I got back into a rut, you know, and it was like, uh, I'll, you know, well, let's just grab Chick-fil-A or, you know, get my woke chicken or, you know, it's like, I, did, I really didn't pay attention to what I ate, you know? And it was like, you know, I have a couple of bourbons, you know, every other day or, you know, stuff. I just got into a rut. And then you get to the point where you're like, well, it's hard, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not going to do it. Cause it's hard. And, you know, I, I let my, I let my bitch voice, uh, you know, override 
what I knew I needed to do. I just didn't do it. Well, it's and not so, even a rut. And that's the problem. I think, at, you know, when you're younger, you can recover faster, right? You can eat whatever you want. Your metabolism is high and this and that. But it doesn't even have to be a rut at, at our age because I tell you, you know, it's funny when you when you had posted that about your 70 day cha- 75 day challenge because we've been taking uh, we've been trying to get on the road about, you know, at least once every other week with a travel trailer or whatever. And it is so hard to eat healthy traveling and on the road and especially with, you know, the whole thing that I tried, you know, I've been doing for the last couple of years, whatever year and a half, but it's, um, like I've really had to put that aside because really with just me and her, I'm cooking for both of us and, and you're really limited as far as what you can take with you and, and what you have access to or whatever. And, uh, like you said, with your day one photo, I was like, uh, you know, I got back one, I stepped on the scale and I was like, Holy dear baby Jesus. Like, dude, I put on 12 pounds. Like it was nothing, you know? And, and, and I've been eating clean for like 18 months. Right. And like, man, three weeks off of that, like, holy shit. I mean, and then, you know, you take your shirt off, like, wow, you look like a piece of chewed bubble gum. So, you know, it's not even like, you know, being in a rut anymore. She's like, at our age, man, if you're not constantly doing something, right? I mean, it's just, it, it's like, you're not at net zero anymore. Like, you actually have to make some positive, you know, uh, yeah. strides, you know, to keep it in check. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's another thing, you know, it's like, man, it's like, I'm not getting any younger and I need to... I need to go, you know, and you know, I'm 44, but I still, I need to hit my late forties so I can go into, you know, my late forties and fifties in the best possible shape that I can be in because, you know, eventually, man, the wheels are going to start coming off the bus on this chassis and, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to need know, to man. be in the best possible starting point. That Look I at the rock. Be. That dude's got to be like close to 50, right? The rock. And he's getting bigger and bigger by the day. Yeah, it'd be a little different if you had your own living <laughs> home personal trainer and uh, and chef to cook for you and some steroids. You think that has a? You think that has anything to do with it? And some pack. I, yeah, I need I need to head back to uh, need to head back to northern Iraq and uh, and pick some up. I wish the best of luck to you, man. Hopefully the uh, hopefully you can stick with the seventy five days, and we'll wait for those uh, we'll wait for those daily selfies to come across in the chat because I know Luke needs some cover art uh, cover art photos, and that's absolutely why you will not get one. so on that note we'll go ahead and uh, close out another episode of culper's canteen cup thanks again to carlton zeus uh forgot to give you that shout out at the very beginning so check him out on apple music or www.carltonzeus.com and for all your listeners out there and viewers keep your canteen cups tightly secured